And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. Find us on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am one of the three hosts, Bubba. You can find me on Twitter at BDentrick. And before we get into this week's different kind of format, let me introduce everybody. We have Jesse, as always. You can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we living? Doing well, Bubba. Bubba. Good to be here again, man. Good, good. One more week and one more week of us, and then we're back to some real golf. Yeah. <laughs> On the other end, Bucks. You can find him on Twitter at BPSnow11. Bucks, what's up, man? Doing well, Bubba. Good to be back another week as usual. Good, good. So I, I mentioned briefly we're having a different format. Uh, since there's no action again this week, we're going to take next week off for the holidays. And then we have the Sony. So this is it, pretty much. Tournament so we're just going to go. Tournament champion. Tournament champion. Sorry. Tournament champion then Sony, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So before we get into real golf, we're going to go over some of the web.com guys, some of the younger guys that are going to be on the tour next year. We have five guys each just to give you a brief overview of who they are so you have an idea what the $6,000 range looks like on DraftKings come, you know, um, Pines and stuff. You have an idea when we're just blabbering on and on about value. And Martin Flores is not on the list, so you're okay. <laughs> I promise he's not there. But, Jesse, you want to kick us off with your first guy on the list. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we did a draft on these, and I, I somehow fell into the first pick, and I got to take uh, Peter Uline, um, who I think is one of the more exciting guys uh, who will be, quote-unquote, new to the PGA Tour next year. He's been playing traditionally on the uh, European Tour, um, played a lot over there, but he is an American. Uh, he went to the University of uh, – or he went to Oklahoma State University, um, and he's currently ranked number 50 in the world. Most people probably know, but you may not know, he is uh, the, the son of the guy who runs Tidelist through its parent company. Um, so it comes from some money. Um, but anyway, like I said, 28 years old, um, coming off the web.com tour, he qualified uh, because he won the 2017 Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship. Um, and he got on the web.com because he placed high in a, a couple other events. Either way, really, really exciting young golfer, played really, really well. If you follow Eurotour, you know this name, you know him, and if you play Eurotour DFS, you've played him more than likely. Um, he finished uh, 2017 eighth on the European Tour stroke per round average, and of course, the European Tour has terrible stats. They have zero strokes gained stats, so um, you know, finishing eighth in the stroke average, obviously, is, is I guess like finishing really, really high in strokes gained uh, overall. Anyways, um, he he's not he's not the most accurate guy. Um, finished 148th uh, in in driving accuracy, but he does bomb it. He was he was 23rd on on the European Tour, averaging 302 yards off the tee. Um, and uh, he's also his putter was 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 really really in shape last year. Um, he was uh, he averaged 29 putts around, or no, he was 29th in putting per round. Um, he had four top tens on the year, so I'm really excited to see him. And he will probably be a guy who will go up and down in price this year based on uh, you know kind of uh, what tournament he's in. The bigger tournaments, obviously, he'll be lesser priced, but I think I think he's playable no matter what because he has he does have that European Tour experience um, and he's contended. I like it. Buck, you got anything on Uline? If not, head to your first guy. Uh, yeah, Uline would have been my number one pick as well. Uh, in our little format, he we we all used him quite a bit last year. 
when he was available playing the Euro tour, the dude was just solid. So uh, first great pick, but I think he, uh, I'm really excited to watch him play this year. So it, it'll be fun. Um, for my first pick, um, pick five guys. So I'm not going to go in any particular order, but the first guy that I'll talk about um, is Tom Lovelady. So the reason why I picked Tom Lovelady is because I believe that we will hear a lot about him, his ties with uh, Justin Thomas and the University of Alabama. He played for Alabama, uh, was a two-time national champion with Alabama, uh, runner-up in 2012. So uh, he's used to being in winning programs. Um, at Alabama, he played 42 tournaments, and he was ninth overall in scoring. Um, and when you look at that list of who's ahead of him, just a bunch of studs. So, I mean, when you look at some of his stats, um, like last year he had seven top fives, 20 rounds uh, in the 60s. I mean – He's just a machine when he gets going. He is, uh, he made 16 to 25 cuts. His low round was 63. Uh, but when you look at like his stats last year, he hits it a mile. And if you've seen him swing, it's super simple, uh, pretty consistent. Uh, the only thing that he has going against him, which depending on the course could obviously work, work apart. Um, but he hits it a mile, but he can spray it pretty severely. Um, I think he was like 140th overall in driving accuracy. The interesting thing about him, though, like he hits it a mile, but he was first on the web.com tour last year in putting. Not only can he bomb it, but he makes putts like crazy. He was first in birdie average, eighth in eagle average. So, sit and play, he is going to be in contention. So, uh, keep an eye on Lovelady. If, uh, like I said, if he can keep it in play most weeks, he's definitely a cheaper guy you're going to see on DraftKings that can make some moves. Yeah, he looks like uh, a nice, nice target coming up there. I'm going to kick it off with Chesson Hadley. He's a guy that came on in the fall swing, and we were all over him. His price tags were through the roof, but – Many might not realize that this guy was actually on the tour in 2014 where he did win the Puerto Rico Open, played really well there, but then he stumbled, had to go back to the web, grinded it out there for a couple years. He is 30 years old, so he's definitely older than most. But on, on the web last year, he made 19 starts. He had two wins, two runner-ups, 13 cuts made. He tore it up. He was um, the web.com player of the year. He had five top 25s to go with in his first 12 starts alone. Um, he has three top fives in the um, in each of the first three fall events on the PGA Tour this year. He's made 562 grand or over that on the web.com this last year, which is and he was the first ever to, lead, to win the season long money and the final of the money list, which is two different things on the web. So I don't want to get into what that's all about, but way different. They have like a for the playoffs finals thing, um, and he became fully exempt from the the web on the Leadcom Health Challenge as his second win of the year. 
And then he played really, really well in another event, which got him an invite to the players. And basically, he's fully exempt to all tournaments. Some of these web guys, they have PGA Tour cards, but they still have to get invites. He can pretty much play in any event he wants right now. Yeah. Everyone can say, which is very, very, very huge, obviously. Um, the guy hits it about, on average, on the web last year, he's been at 304. So he's, to many, you think that's amazing. That's 43rd on the web.com. So as we mentioned you know, a couple months back, some of these young guns, like one of the guys uh, Bucks is going to talk about, just crushes it. Um, he's not really accurate, but he's great around the greens, good at scoring. He's the ninth best scorer on the web. Um, currently eighth on the FedEx Cup points this year. He already has over a million dollars this season on the PGA Tour, which is insane. That's how well he's playing right now. Uh, I won't go too deep into him as – like I said, most people know who he is by now in, in the PGA uh, DFS world. This guy's going to be legit. It's going to be fun when we get those full field events and you're going to get him like in the $8,000 range. This is a guy to play around with, especially the way he can uh, can score and score in bunches when he has to. Like he was 27th on Eagles, uh, 30th birdie average. Like I said, ninth in scoring. Really, really good player. So uh, Chesson Hadley is a guy to definitely keep on the radar. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a, a big run. Most of the guys are right. This could be your um, – I don't think he's eligible for Rookie of the Year, but some kind of youngster award is he's he's torching it. <laughs> Jesse, yeah, man, Chesson, he's one of those guys who could be he he should be in the seven thousand range probably all year, especially in the big tournaments, and he's one of those guys you can probably rely on to make a lot of cuts. He can go low. I'm really excited to watch Chesson this year. Uh, next guy up for me is Ben Silverman. Um, 30-year-old out of Canada, currently the world number 242. Um, very, very interesting when I started looking into him. First of all, uh, and during the fall swing, he made four out of five cuts with two top tens. Super solid. Um, finished top or finished 10th on the 2017 web.com money list. What's interesting about him for me, though, um, is he didn't actually start like really getting into golf until he was about 16 years old. So up until that point, he was playing a lot of hockey because apparently that's what they do in Canada. They play hockey. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's cold, yeah. so I guess you just play hockey. Either way, so he's playing hockey. He said he was undersized to play hockey, really. That's so we need to find something else to do. So, in his first junior tour event, you guys got any guesses on what he shot? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Okay, Bubba, what you got? His first event. Give me a sixty-five. One hundred nineteen. <laughs> oh, geez. We're trying to give him guys the benefit of the doubt here. He shot 118 in his first event. At, at, it was a junior event at the age of 16. He shot 100, 118. Um, yeah. I mean, and then so the dude still sticks with it. He ends up moving down to Florida, um, and he, he runs across a guy who basically says, I'll back you um, on these little mini tours down there while you grind it out and get better. And now he's he's made it onto the PGA Tour, so pretty cool story. He's 30 years old, um, so not a young guy by any means. He's also not a long knocker, um, but he does make up for a lot of his, uh, you know, the lack of length with a great short game. Um, and he was above average putter during the fall here, so I'm going to be looking for him on a lot of these uh, shorter golf courses, um, more accuracy type of golf courses where you know the short game comes into play pretty well. So. Uh, Super interesting guy, though, man. That was really cool to, to, to read about him this year or this uh, this week today um, and, and find some stuff out about him. So, Ben Silverman, uh, that's him. Accuracy guy. Remember that. Nice. 
And, and he he was like that hot pick at the Canadian Open, right? I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't. I don't really remember him at all till this fall swing. To be honest with you. I think I think you're right though, Bucks, because he's the Canadian ties. He was one of the big names getting out there. Yeah. yeah so my next guy, um, I believe Bubba was alluding to him when he was speaking. Um, but it's a guy that if you follow the web.com at all, you've likely heard of him. Um, about UGA um, he is like he's he's gonna be one of those guys that I really enjoy watching not only is he like a fun guy um, but he's just like a good player his first tour event he ever played I believe he finished 11th at like the Valspar um, and he's a birdie machine so last year on the web.com he had six top tens uh, with a low round of 61. Um, and so let me just rattle off some of his stats. Not only is he fourth in driving distance on the web.com last year, which was like 328 yards. 328 yards and he's fourth. <laughs> FYI, that's, that's just insane. That's nuts. It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he's averaging like 320 plus, but he hit 63% of his fairways. 25 on tour like the dude's not only long he keeps it in play he's 36th in putting so he's decent is third eagle second in birdies he's second in par five scoring seventh all around just a machine and so this is one of those guys that like he, he may never win on tour but he will be in contention all the time. Like he'll be like that seventy-four, $7,600 player on DraftKings that makes like his cuts because he's just good. He keeps himself in play. He hits it a mile. And then when he gets hot, running up the leaderboard. So I really like Keith Mitchell this year. Keep an eye on him. Um, he was my number one. Overall picks, the second overall, but yeah, love this guy. Yeah, he's a massive bomber, and like you said, he's he's a tilting guy. Because remember, we played him that one week, and he just got smoked. But then there's other rounds, where he just crushes it. So he's, he's going to be a fun one to GPP it with for sure. He reminds me of Kevin. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, neither one can putt. It's good. Um, <laughs> all right. My second pick, as I had the wraparound, was the now 22-year-old Maverick McNeely. This guy technically isn't on the PGA Tour. He's trying to qualify for the web right now. He made it to the finals in the Q School coming up in Chandler, Arizona here pretty soon. So he'll be there. But this guy, he has had some exemptions. He played the U.S. Open. This last year he played in the British Open. He did not make the cut. He was T44 at the John Deere and T65 at the Barracuda this year. 16, he was T46 at the Arnold Palmer. So when he's shown up, he can play. But more importantly, you look at when he's at Stanford, he's already graduated from there. He had 11 wins while at Stanford, which ties a guy by the name of Tiger Woods and Patrick Rogers for the most in Stanford history. That might be good. Um, <laughs> it's interesting for the fact he almost 
he almost didn't try to go pro. Uh, his dad's a billionaire in Silicon Valley. So he literally was about to hang his clubs up and go do the family business before his dad said no. So that, that surprised me a bit. Um, he's the, he was the number one ranked amateur for a long, long time. He won the best amateur, the Haskins award in 2015. Um, he was 4-0 at the Walker Cup this last year, which is like the amateur's version of a Ryder Cup type deal. Um, he's made eight starts as an amateur. As I mentioned some of them that he's, he's ripped off. He's going to get a lot of invites this year just by sponsors alone because he's very polarizing. This is the name you're going to see early and often, and hopefully he's already – He's got the good mindset. I was reading an interview about him qualifying for the finals at Q school. And he literally, they're like, oh, do you want to go win? He's like, no. If I win, that's great. And if I'm in contention, I'll go for it. My goal is to qualify. And I'm like, this guy's smart. He's already trying to play like, you know, I'm not going to go bombs away. I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. And, and that's the style he has to play because if you look at his average, he's at, he drives at 283.6. That is short in this era. Of game. Super so uh, that was the average that's, that's like Jordan Spieth-esque type stuff. So very short, but he's in the fair, he's in the fairways almost 70% off the time off the, the uh, tee. Greens and regulation close to 75% of the time. His scoring average is about 71. This is all in the PGA. He's better in other events, obviously. And, and there's no, like, rankings because he's barely been enough to actually count. He has four measured rounds are all you have from this past year. So – there's a lot to like about this guy. The talent is endless. It's just a matter of can he kind of get over the hump and actually get going. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, all the sponsors were flocking to him when he played at – I think he played at the Safeway this year. And I don't know why that score didn't come up on PGATour.com here. But um, he, he's been out and about and should be a lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah, man. Maverick's a big name. He, he could do big things. Uh Next guy on the list for me is Aaron Wise. He's actually probably one of the more well-known uh, young guys um, because if you guys remember a couple years ago, he won the NCAA championship uh, when he was at Oregon at 19 years old. So now he's 21 years old, actually born in South Africa, but pretty sure he's raised here in, uh, in the United States. Obviously went to University of Oregon, currently the world number 225. On the fall swing, he made three – um, of five cuts with his best finish coming to RSM for a tied 13th or a 13th place finish, which is also his career best finish. Um, not a super long guy off the tee. He's, he's about 300 yards off the tee. Uh, but his accuracy was awful during this fall swing. Um, he was only hitting 58% of fairways. But one thing that I did find uh, interesting for him is he went for um, 30 par fives and two. And of those 30 par, par fives, he hit – or he made birdie or better on 66% of them while only hitting four of them in two. So he's, 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 he had some pretty good scrambling, um, you know, on the par fives. Uh, so that, that could go well, a good short game. Um, and he also did putt pretty well during the fall as well. So if he can get the accuracy going a little bit better, um, you know, he could be a uh, – interesting play my problem always with Aaron Wise is he's more popular than what he should be because people do know that um and so he's fadeable in in a lot of instances but you know there's potential that when we get into this fall swing we get full fields you know that that number goes down a little bit so um he's got to keep an eye on though he's got a lot of potential yeah he's had some good rounds He's, he's fun to watch yeah now I like that pick a lot um my next pick is a guy named Lanto Griffin. 
Um, he's not a super popular name. And to be honest with you, the reason I have known this name for a little while is because he grew up in Virginia. He grew up where Virginia Tech is located. And the coach didn't offer him any scholarship whatsoever. So he decided to go to VCU where he was offered a scholarship right away. He actually played there, played at VCL with, uh, you guys know, Rafael Campos? Yes. Aerotor. Um, him and Rafael played together at VCU um, and actually did pretty well for like a small town school. Um, so he, he attributes a lot of his success to VCU and the work, work ethic there, which was surprising to me. Um, their golf program isn't great um, compared to like UVA and uh, Virginia Tech, that kind of thing. But either way, um, on the web.com, he so he first started playing a couple of years ago, like on tour. I think like in 2011, he had a couple of starts and didn't do anything with it. And he played on the Latin America tour and finally made his way back. Um, and last year, he made 16 of 25 cuts three top tens, including a win in Nashville. So the guy can make some birdies. The interesting thing about this guy and a lot of the guys that I picked. Um, so he is fairly long off the tees, 22nd driving distance, which is like 315 or something crazy. So he's pretty long. The dude's tall too. He's like 6'3", 190 pounds. Um, but what's crazy is not only does he hit it long, but he's eighth overall at putting. He is like second overall in scrambling, great scrambler. So um, uh, with him missing that many cuts and only having three top tens, it leads me to believe that his ball striking is not great. Iron game is not great, but um, with green and off the tee, before he catches fire one week and, and makes a run, he's one of those guys that expect to see – 6800 bucks, 6700 bucks most weeks. Um, and if you need a guy and it's a course that suits his eye, run. So I like Lanto. Um, uh, but again, ma mainly because I've, I've known that name from living. I live in Virginia. So uh, living in Virginia, I hear a lot of these names, a lot of these uh, guys. So Lanto is definitely a guy to keep an eye on. No, I like that because honestly, when you picked him, I was like, "Who the heck is this guy?" And <laughs> it, it, but, but like the fact that those little insights that can go a long way in building your GPP. So I like that a lot. Yeah, that's sure, true. man. Um, and that's why we're doing this. Uh, my third guy is another Canadian, our second Canuck on the uh, list, which is kind of ironic considering they say they can only play golf for like four months out of the year. It's always so cold and icy. But um, very talented player. He's going to be 25 years old this year. Uh, he went to, I believe it was Oklahoma State, as I was reading earlier. Give me two seconds. No, he did not. He has turned pro in 2015, where he went on the uh, Latin American tour. But prior to that, he, in 2014, he was runner-up at the U.S. Amateur. So that's a pretty impressive feat. That earned him a berth in the Masters, where he didn't make the cut. But he got to play with uh, Patrick or uh, Mike Weir, another Canadian. In 2013, as an amateur, he played the RBC Canadian, shot a 71 to 74, not making the cut there. Actually, in 2015, he played on the McKinsey Tour. In 2016, he went to Latin America. So he finished um, 
third at an event in Canada, so on and so forth. He's made his way by finishing 41st on the web.com priority list in 2017. Um, and in 2018, so far, B30 at Safeway, and then he's made his cuts everywhere, but 65th, 68th, a no-cut event. And then he finished T37 at the RSM recently with around a 700 his best round of the fall. Uh, some interesting things about Connors, he's pretty accurate for the most part, which is something I like about him. I think, weren't you saying Silverman was the accuracy guy, Jesse? He's pretty accurate, yeah. Maybe it's a Canadian thing because Connor's only hit the ball a little less than 302, so he's not crushing it. Um, but like I said, accurate about 65% in the fairway, greens and regs about 73. Uh, he's doing the little things. He's not going to like bombs away. He doesn't even go too deep. His scoring average isn't great. But um, definitely a guy that's going to be in your mid sixes most weeks unless he just catches fire and could really, he gets it done. He's got good scrambling around the greens. And uh, I think it's something we could definitely keep an eye on come the full field events. Uh, Corey Connors could be a fun one that gets way overlooked, I have a feeling. I like Corey Connors a lot. I think he's a really, really – he's one of those guys that, like, I'll probably play a lot on GPP teams until he finally breaks through and, makes, and has a win. Uh, next up for me is Stephen Yeager. Henceforth will be known as the Jaeger bomb. Twenty-eight uh, year old uh, from Germany, so he was a uh, foreign exchange student who ended up at an academy in Tennessee, which is known for its golf program. Um, and when he went there, he actually played with Keith Mitchell. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they were high school teammates, and so. Him and Keith played high school together. Um, there was a story that I heard that, that Keith told where he, this first tournament, he just gets off the plane, plug him in as just an individual in this golf tournament, and he shoots uh, like he, he leads the whole team in, in scoring on the toughest golf course in the country. Um, so the guy basically has a lot of uh, don't give a fuck, um, which I like about him. He's also won three times in 14 months in the web.com tour. And he, in one of those rounds on his web.com, one of those events, he got 58. So he's, uh, he, he's got the ability to go low as well. Um, on the fall swing this past year, he made three out of five cuts with his uh, best tennis coming at the Shriners where he finished 20th. Um, not, a, not super long off the tee, but about 300 yards off the tee. Uh, accuracy was really sketched this past year. So during, during the fall swing as well, he was only hitting about 59% of fairways and putting flat. I mean, he was below. He was in the negatives, just barely six-game putting. So he's got some work to do and some improvement. But you know, at 58 right there, um, it tells me he's got the ability to go low, like a, a Tessin Hadley type of guy who can just rack up birdies. Um, so he's a great GPP option and. He will fly under the radar just because it's brand new. Yep, good old Jaeger bombs. <laughs> what you got, Bucks? This next guy for me um, is, again, somebody that I growing up um, because I grew up uh, in Maryland, I live in Virginia, but his name is Denny McCarthy, and I 
surprised more people don't know about him because um, the dude is super, super talented, like crazy talented. Um, so he went to UVA, and he's like a three-time Maryland Open champ, uh, Maryland Am champ, um, two-time All-American. Uh, in 2000, Teddy played on the Junior Ryder Cup with Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Schneider Jans. Um, he played in the World Amateur Championship with DeChambeau and Hostler, played on the Walker Cup. Um, the, the guy's just crazy talented. And, and he hasn't shown any of that, like, on his PGA Tour starts, nothing. Uh, but the talent is there. So guys that are so talented in college and amateur levels um, are guys that I like to, to look out for. It's only a matter of time before they break through. It's more of a confidence type of thing. It's not. It has nothing to do with his skill set. It's probably just a confidence thing for him. So, in on the web.com, he's made thirty three of forty four cuts, four top tens in two thousand seventeen. The the cool thing about Denny is he is not the longest guy in the world. I mean, he's he's decent, but he'd probably be middle of the pack as far as driving distance. Um, but he's a great ball striker and he is a great putter. I mean, really, really, really good. Um, and so I think that alone him in play. And again, I think when his confidence is up, he's going to be in contention quite a bit. So keep your eye on this guy. Cause he's going to be one of those guys that bucks, 6,700 bucks. And then, as soon as you start to see him get hot, ride him. Because when he gets hot, he one of those Jordan Thomas or Justin Thomas type guys that just goes bananas for a year. No, that sounds like one to definitely keep an eye on. My fourth will be Gucci, man. Taylor Gooch, 26 <laughs> years old. Um, been a big fan of his since he's come along here. A little background on the Gooch. He turned pro in 2014. Um, he won the U.S. Kids World Junior at nine years old, which is pretty darn impressive to me. Uh, he tied for 13th at the U.S. Amateur in 2012, so on and so forth. But he started uh, 2015 on the McKinsey Tour. Then he went on to uh, – he stayed there a couple years. Then he went to the web where it got popping for him. He finished 14th on the priority list this last year in 22 events, five top tens. He had a win. Finished sixth on the money, 14 made cuts. He made over $270,000. He's been very, very, very productive in his time there. When it comes to the stats with the Gooch, this is one of those guys that got to scroll a little further. That's all they got from it. He's uh, he drives about 308 off the tee, so it's a little better than what I have, of course. But that still is 47th on the web.com. Like you've been saying, Bucks, it's crazy how these guys just are crushing it out there. Um, about 63% accurate guy, 71% greens and red guy. Good putter, though, less than two. Uh, he's got a 1.75 putting average, just pretty darn impressive. Um, decent birdie makers, he gets you four or five birdies around. Really good. Player and his longest drive was 373 yards last year, which is pretty impressive. Um, so he can't get into one, but then again, that was in Utah, so take that with a grain of salt. 
But mediocre scrambler, definitely a guy in the 6K range to keep an eye on. Um, I think he's going to be a lot of fun. He finished first at the new Sentinel, Sentinel Open, second at the Price Cutter Charity, and then a top five. Uh, very, very impressive rounds from him and his career loads of 64. So Taylor Gooch out of Oklahoma State is a guy to keep your eye on. Heck yeah, I like Taylor. I think he's uh he's one of those he's like the Corey Connor types. I think they're going to be really reliable in a lot of situations. So um, next up for me is uh, Marty Du. His his actual name is I think Zechang Du. I'm always really good at these um, Asian names and, and naming them off. So uh, we'll just call him Marty. Uh, we'll go with Marty. Twenty year old. Twenty twenty years old currently. Um, he's from China and he's the world number 328. Interesting guy because he's the first Chinese-born player um, to win on the web and therefore get his PGA Tour card. Um, so, you know, he's he's going to get a lot of hoopla from the media in China, um, and and they're going to pay a lot of attention. So he's he's going to be a name that is is well known in uh, I guess the media. The problem is he's not playing very well right now. He only made one out of four cuts um, on the fall swing, and, and he played in five events. In the, the fifth event, he withdrew um, after shooting 78 in the first round. So his, his game was super sketch. Might be just because he's young, super young. I mean, 20, 20, 20 years old is, you know, is very, very, very young. A um, lot of learning to do, but a, an, an important guy to keep your eye on because he does have a lot of talent. Um he just didn't, he's just not playing very well right now. I mean, so in, in the short term, I think he's a, he's a solid fade, but in the long term, you know, he could be a guy uh, that could be sneaky. That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, covered him because he was a guy, and this is something that I suggest okay, we're doing it here, obviously, but I suggest anybody that's big into DK things you could possibly do is go over these players early in the season because this is the this is the best chance for you to get a little bit of edge on the majority. Right. Not too many guys are gonna not too many guys are gonna look over these newbies from the web.com. They might know a little bit about them. Some decent research. You can definitely find some gems in there. Like the one you just mentioned. I mean, 20 years old, super talented. He if he finds that confidence, perennial guy in contention. So yep. uh, we'll, we'll hear about him for a, a long time. The last guy on my list is a guy named Conrad Schindler. Uh, he is a Texas A&M former player. He was on the 2009 championship squad, national championship squad. And last year on the web.com, he had four top tens, 16 of 26 cuts. And he actually won an event, the Rex Hospital Open, where I think he shot a, I don't know, second round or third round 62. The cool thing about, uh, Conrad is he's like a few guys that we've already mentioned long off the tee. So he's averaging like 298, which for us is like good, right? But on tour, that's 
eh, mediocre. Yeah, but like, he uh, he's not that long. He's honestly not that accurate, but he is a phenomenal putter, man. So like his overall putting is good, but his putting from like fifteen to twenty five feet is just like the only reason he's been in contention. So uh, he's I just thought he's an interesting guy because of this. He is not that accurate, but the dude is seventh overall in Eagles made. This is a guy that you like a no cut event. Seventh and overall Eagles, he's going to get DK points. Uh, he's worth maybe taking a flyer on. So keep an eye on him because his his swing is super simple. He plays for broke, so I like it. I like that call too. Guys who can putt make eagles. It's good. Yep, definitely a guy we can get behind on this show. That's for darn sure. I'm going to wrap it up with the 28-year-old went Purdue University out of Indiana. He was the Indiana Amateur Champion in 2011. Uh, had a pretty good run, making three of five cuts in the fall swing for 302 grand, which pretty much topped his uh, web.com earnings for the year. It's a beautiful thing about the game. Uh, he's a sponsor exemption to the Safeway Open where he tied for fifth. You know, T25 at the RSM and a T50 at the Mayakoba. Really good stuff out of this man. Tyler Duncan, 28 years old. He's been battling some tour, you know, Latin American tours. He was on the web for a couple of years. Um, in 2017 on the web, he had 20 starts, four top tens. Uh, he made 13 cuts out of the 20 starts. Finished 11th in the tour's finals money list. Uh, played really, really well. 23rd on the priority list, which got him in to the PGA Tour, um, at least on the list to be invited to events. Another small driver guy, 292 off the tee. But this guy, out of all the ones I researched, was by far the most accurate. All the articles are talking about him. He is outstanding. Um, he's 42nd currently on uh, PGA Tour. It's almost 74% greens and rag. Driving accuracies. 50th at 70.5%. Um, really, really good. Scoring average 70.5, not bad. I know he only made three of five cuts. This is one of those guys I could see being a pretty good cut maker in the future. Just one guy, a guy to rely upon uh, for the most part. We shall see, obviously, when the full field events come into play. But he was really, really good. Off the tee, uh, strokes gained off the tee was outstanding. He did, he did pipe one 362 at the Safeway. So apparently he can rip into it when he has to. But maybe he just plays it safer, um, and we'll see as time tells there. But a lot to like about him. You know when he misses the the fairways, he's he only goes off the left, like it says 11.7% and off the right. So he's not missing them by a ton. And when he does, it's not very often. Seems to spew it right more than anything. A little bit of a slice in there, no big deal. But um, all in all, don't mind him at all. Good young player. It's 28. not super young, but definitely a guy that can make some cuts. And when he's in, when he plays well, he's in contention. When he misses the cut, he yeah just misses the cuts. Um, it's not really close from what I was reading earlier with Duncan. But I know we've talked about him earlier this year. Yeah, he was uh, when he missed the cut at the Shriners. He was four over a 72 and a 74. Then Sanderson's he missed the cut because he shot a 76 the opening round. He shot a 68 the second day. So. Definitely a talented player in Tyler Duncan, a guy to definitely keep on. Interesting yeah. note about Tyler. I remember uh, – I just had to look it up because I do remember that name, and that's because um, 
in 2011, I was uh, still coaching college golf a little bit, and he actually won the Golf Digest Most Improved College that year. So he had a really good uh, freshman year, and then sophomore year, and then started crushing his junior year. So um, like, like Bubba mentioned, this is a guy that if he starts to get that attitude right, that confidence right, um, and he starts getting hot, he can – definitely make some things happen yeah he was he played he, he finished uh he played really well in the fall swing and i chased him a bunch and and he burnt me every time after after that one good tournament <laughs> but also too if you look at the leaderboard and he's on there you think it's tim duncan and so that's kind of annoying yeah that was the running joke there for a while <laughs> um that wraps up our 15 players did you guys have anybody else you wanted to give like honorable mentions to because there's a ton we could have talked for hours on these guys yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, take take a minute and go through all these guys and look up kind of where they excelled on the web.com because this is the perfect opportunity to gain that edge and start picking your spots depending on what courses we're seeing coming up. Who you got? Uh, let's let's go through and let's let's all pick a rookie of the year. Who you got, Bucks? Uh, I mean, I would go Keith Mitchell. I think he's just solid all around. Like it, Bubba. This this is going to be the the lazy way out, but does Peter Uline qualify? <laughs> yeah, he was. That's, that's like, who I think would be too. I mean, that's, that's I think, the lazy way out. But literally, he's by far the best at the moment. Not saying he'll finish the best, but to me, or does Cantley qualify? No, I don't think so. Does no. He? No. Well, only because he only played in like ten events. Yeah, That's why I don't know. Like in baseball, you have to have so many at bats. I don't know what it is in golf. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. But yeah. I don't think so because they they wouldn't let Rom win it last year because yeah. he played, you know, a couple the year before, or whatever. So something like that. I think I don't know. Either way, I, I like Elon too. I think Elon. I think Ben. I think Silverman's a good sleeper though. The bottom line is there's a bunch of young, young, awesome golfers that we were drooling over the ones that were playing last year, and there's another crew coming up, so it's going to be awesome to watch, let yeah. alone, you know, comeback player of the year is already in the bag for LT Gray. Well, that's, the, that's what I was just going to say, too. Like, all these guys grew up watching Tiger. Now that you get to go out and play in the same golf tournaments as Tiger, I mean, can you imagine how cool that's going to be? It's awesome, man. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a good yeah. year. Man. It's going to be a great year. I can't wait. Only two yeah, more and January fourth. It's already it's already come out that Tiger's going to play the Genesis. So is that by you? An awesome one. That's the one at Tory, I believe, down in San Diego. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's about a five hour drive that I might be making. Well, at least he's not flying to. Uh, at least he's not trying to fly to Dubai. He's, I mean, at least yeah. he hasn't said that yet, has he? Sure, no. he's not going to do that. So, well, All right. All right. That'll wrap us up. We're going to take next week off so we can actually enjoy the holidays and our family can see us for a Monday night. And then after that, we're back in full force. So check out the podcast on Twitter at AlwaysPressDFS. Jesse's at DFS Golf Gods. Bucks is at BP Snow 11. And I am at BD Entrick. Like always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.